0: I got the... Did you have this still? I do have that. Okay, yeah, Oh,
1: see? we have that. Nope, I, didn't I, don't, know, know I don't
0: have that is. either. Here,
2: Patrick, I,
1: what the heck, man?
0: I promise you, you sent me different stuff. I, no, swear,
1: it's I, just, it's, I swear to it. I did I not. I sent one box that I... I don't oh, wait. Know. Okay, so maybe that one I didn't, I didn't have. it yeah, Because I was starting to feel bad, and now I'm realizing that my box had different stuff in it. Well, if you only have two <laughs> things left, then I need to send you more, so...
3: You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts Nathan, Patrick, and KJ.
1: Welcome back to The John Chi Show, year two. Here we are, back. What it's year two. We're we're well into year Are two. Are you gonna say that all fifty two episodes? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm say that two. for fifty two more episodes, and then I'm gonna go to year
0: three. i I'm Laughing because
1: that? I never know what you're gonna say <laughs>
0: after you say that's... welcome to. I never know. I don't know that he up. knows. I always I, feel I like he's I like know.
2: welcome. I like back it. I
1: enjoy it. To <laughs> the John Chi show. I'm, I'm a we a have landed back of in your ears. Whatever. It is
2: a crisp fifty degrees. Uh, but we're we're here not back on the
1: plane again. Are we? They
2: don't have a gate. Oh yeah.
1: He was just uh, no. pilot voice right there. Uh, he yeah, was a he's,
2: pilot he's just, voice. He's just, yeah, that pilot cadence. He's got it down.
1: Uh, well, I am Nathan, one of your hosts of the John Chi Show. Uh, along captain, my e- captain. Yes, I'm not the captain. I am no, you are the captain. A, I am That's a co-host. Fine. I'm a co-captain. We've that? got the
2: captain, we've got the dictator, and then we've got me. <laughs> and then me.
1: But I am here with Patrick and KJ. How are you guys doing?
2: Hello. You'll find uh when the mask drops overhead, make sure to secure your <laughs> oxygen mask before assisting anyone next to you.
1: Would you like any snacks? Any peanuts?
2: This seven forty seven is equipped with three exit no
1: peanuts. Points. They they don't do peanuts anymore. Oh yeah, at least they, they, they don't. shouldn't. They do the the and waffle or whatever. The wafer <laughs> what? cookie. That's what I got on some, Delta. On some of them. The yeah. Biscoff cookie? Yeah. The and Wolf. I've had pretzels mainly is I think the, the number one thing. But Oh yeah, pretzels. We are the John Cheese Show. <laughs> we are three adoptees from korea talking about airplanes talking about airplanes no that's not (laughs) what our podcast is about what is our podcast about patrick
0: uh our podcast is about celebrating our shared identities as korean adoptees our shared heritages as koreans and as asian americans um and we're doing that together that's what john chi means so just to throw it out there the show title means what the show means so yeah, wow. it's, it's a wild...
2: It's like we did that how, on purpose. How convenient. It's a
0: wild thing to think <laughs> about, uh, those things happening that way. But yeah, that's what we do. We do this together. <coughs> Sometimes we have a guest. Uh, we have a really great interview coming up for you guys in a little bit. But before we get to that interview... It is our first episode in Nam, which stands for National Adoptee Awareness Month. And some people call it Adoption Awareness Month, but I call it Adoptee Awareness Month because we are all about reclamation,
1: baby, and we are reclaiming this for <laughs> ourselves.
0: <laughs> um, whoop,
1: whoop. Well, I like what you said on your <laughs> Instagram is that it is more adoptee based and less adoption based because it, it should be about the adoptees as well.
0: Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's a little bit of the history I talked about in my post today, which is not today, but previously, though. Actually, yeah, it was yesterday. November 2nd. Yeah, it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: That's today. Or, you
2: know, uh, November 2nd, 2021, if you're listening far in the (laughs) future. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Whenever you're listening to us, it was prior to when you're listening to it. Um, And you can go to my Instagram (laughs) and find that. But anyways, the whole history of this was really... So I actually have a little bit more in depth written down uh, started in 1976 uh, in Massachusetts uh, when the gover, governor of that state announced the adoption week. So to so bring awareness to a specifically foster youth that needed to be adopted, and then in 95, it was made into a, a whole month by Bill Clinton um, specifically for that reason. However, yeah. it is very much not necessarily about that at all. Uh, when you come to think about it, because a lot of the stuff that you see is more specifically just hyping up adoption as something that you can do as a good thing that you can do less about the experiences of adult adoptees, and which is my whole case that I make that I state in that post. And so that's what I wanted to talk about uh, very briefly. Before we get to the interview, I just wanted to ask you guys, if you had been thinking about this month, even before November 1st uh and how you're approaching uh november and nom uh in your own respective ways
2: i have thought about this month a little bit um leading up to it mostly because the adoptee voices that i follow were like talking about it um and i actually really appreciate the grace that they were talking about it with they were like hey if you're an adoptee we realize that this month can be hard for you uh because thinking about your adoption um often comes with a lot of grief uh and so you know, take time for yourself. And also if you're an adoptee and you don't do anything for this month, that's totally cool. Um, I think that there, it can feel like when, when you're an adoptee and you're following a bunch of adoptees and you hear them speaking out and speaking up and telling their stories and their experiences, it's, it's so fantastic and inspiring. And I think it also, for me anyways, puts some pressure to be like, dude, you got to do something. Like people are following you. People are like connecting with you or whatever. And uh, so I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I should do something. So I actually have started a podcast. It's called the Joan, Joan Chi <laughs> Show. Um, and so it's, it's J-O-N-E-C-H-I, uh, where I and two other people talk about what it means to be an adoptee. Uh, so it comes out every Wednesday on the Just Like Media podcast network. Um, so it's kind of a rival to this one, but I think it's okay mm-hmm. that we have that crossover. How's that going How so far? How dare you? It's not great. Um, We were actually going to launch today, but we've actually, we had some bugs in the recording process. So I think the episode will drop next week by the time that you're hearing this, um, which would be November 10th, 2021. But I don't know. We'll see.
1: How's Joan doing? Who thought. was that? You said it was the Joni. No, chi. it's J O N E. Yeah. Um, so
2: arguably, it could be pronounced like the Joni chi mm, show. But mm. the Joni good, chi so. show.
1: Well,
0: yeah. to pick <laughs> on a serious point that you brought up, um I think that's something that has been I've seen talked a lot about a lot is like how when we were approaching this month, like if you don't do anything at all, that's totally okay. And I think uh, Katie uh, had a really eloquent way of stating it in one of her posts, just like. I'm taking I'm only going to be operating for like at least till the 15th and no further and just because I need to take time for myself because it's a heavy month you know like Mm -hmm. we're doing a lot of celebrating but we're also doing a lot of reflecting and a lot of that has to do with things that we don't like to reflect on all the time so yeah. even though with your hypothetical, potentially theoretical podcast uh, is going, well, hey, hey, it's you know, a real thing, going strong. Jeez. um you, you know, gaslight if you me about my own podcast. If you, don't, if you don't do anything, that is okay too. We are here and we support you. Um, We support your Joan Chi <laughs> show. We support the Joan <laughs> Chi Thank show, you. Nathan. What, Nathan? What about you? What are you doing, or how are you approaching this month?
1: Yeah, so well, I've been definitely a little more vocal on my Instagram account, so I've been posting a few things every day. Uh, uh, I liked uh, the, the idea of kind of posting a little bit and then doesn't have to be much. So I'm posting um, just a little bit about my background or about my name and, you know, just seeing where it goes from there. I've actually made a lot of connections from that. Uh, and, I, and on top of that, I'm just going through other people's posts, seeing what they're saying about themselves, learning a little bit about the people that I already knew. Um, or that we've talked to on the show and then finding out, Oh, well, this is more of a backstory of this person, or this is, um, finding more about, um, um, uh, you know, some of our friends, you know, Korean names and stuff like that. So I, uh, I feel like I'm just reading more on top of, you know, posting a little bit more and some of the stuff I've posted is, is stuff I've said before on the show, um, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn a little bit as well as, you know, with whatever extra time I have, uh, I did see a graph that I thought was interesting and, you know, briefly we've mentioned already that, uh, adopt adoption is more than just about adoption. It's about the adoptee as well. And a lot of people don't think about that. Um, the other thing I saw though was like a little triangle, uh, with the three points on it, talking about all three points was there the adoptee on one side, the biological family on one side, and then the adoptive family family on the other corner so it's really can be all three of those in a way connected um so the stories that you may hear this month are not just adoptees they could be the biological or the adoptive families as well um parents who have put up their kids for adoption or um adopted themselves and then of course the adoptees so so getting a little bit of everything the triad for sure yeah um yeah i
0: think for me i mean everybody on the show knows, you guys know that I post fairly frequently. I don't know if I would say frequently, I'd say maybe infrequently. But um, I think for this month, you know, I was just I had been working on four separate things uh, that I was going to release over this month. and Then I released one. And then the very next day, I released another one that was unplanned, because I just had these thoughts rolling around in my brain. So um, I think, you know, I've want to not do as much i think i want to be more deliberate with my time but also i know that i'm very impatient and very impulsive and so stuff just pops out um which is okay which is kind of but you know i think something that i am personally really looking forward to is the amount of adoptee-led events that have been going on which gives me less time or which makes it easier for me to not do as much because I know that I'm going to be going and learning and listening to a lot of other people, um, as well as facilitating an event myself. So I, I have that coming up on the 7th with Katie, uh, a panel about reclamation in the adopted community. But I was wondering for both of you. Um, is there anything specific that you're looking forward to this month, uh, that is either happening as an event or something that you are thinking about doing that you're like, Hey, I can't wait to do this later in November, not
1: Thanksgiving, (laughs) but I like eating. You can
2: say eating. (laughs) Um, so I know that my podcast hasn't even technically launched yet, but, uh, I think, (laughs) One of the things that I'm thinking about is a community for that. And so uh, trying to find a place where we build out safe spaces to have thoughts and uh, kind of like word vomit so that we can be more eloquent to people like on social media or whatever. Um, so I don't know. That's the thing that I'm thinking about doing this month. But realistically, like if I I don't know that I'm. I'm looking forward to anything, um, because I don't, I don't get on social media a ton to begin with. Uh, and so I'm grateful for everything that I see. And so one, I guess one thing that I'm actually seriously thinking about doing is just making a post, uh, for other adoptee voices that you can follow, because like, even though I am a voice, I don't like use my Instagram for that a ton, uh, really, if I do anything, it'll be on Twitter and just be like, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, I think that whatever is going on, I'm just happy to support and advocate for and help uh, uplift those things that I hear about. But um, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. I'll say now. I'm not really looking forward to a ton well, of things. I'm looking forward I to appreciate that post, your so. support.
1: <laughs> I appreciate your thumbs up every time you like a post. See, that, it's a heart, bro. It's a heart. it's a heart. It's a like. It's whatever. Sorry. Thumbs up on Facebook. Oh, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So. Oh, actually the Facebook's got like ten or now or something. Yeah. Never mind. Take that. I take that back. Whatever you choose <laughs> to emoji me with, thank you. Well are you <laughs> what, are,
0: what are you looking forward to then? What are you looking forward to liking with a thumb or heart?
1: Uh good point. Uh I, I don't know. I just enjoy I mean, as far as the month goes, I, I'm I enjoy seeing more activity, I guess, in the adoption space. Um, even if people aren't doing it, there are a lot of people who are doing it and, um, I just see more posts about it. Although I have noticed that N A A M NAM hashtag brings up a whole lot of other things on on Instagram that it's not adoption related. So I'm trying to figure out how to filter that out. Um, but but I do, I click on that and I try to find posts and see what people are talking about. So I'm just, you know, I'm taking it, like you said, at the very beginning, a little bit of both. A little bit of, uh, you know, using my words and, and my uh, my word vomit, <laughs> as KJ put it. Sometimes that's what it is. <laughs> I know, if that's what I feel like. It Sometimes I when I'm writing it down, I'm like... Am I rambling? What am I talking about? Is this I even actually? Necessary? I had created
2: another Instagram account to try to like <laughs> do some stuff, but I got so in my head about it that I posted one time, and I was like, "This is so much work. I'm not going <laughs> to do it." So,
0: well, I think that, I mean, that's the great thing about social media is it allows us different ways and tools to be able to use our voices, uh, especially if we're doing it for the first time. But also the really intimidating part is because like everybody can see it. It's like Mm -hmm. in and, you know, it's it's navigating how much you want to share, you know, what you're going to talk about, making sure that it's like articulate, articulate and eloquent, unlike myself. Um, And I think that's. What's really been striking to me this year, um, because last year was the first time we celebrated this, but even this year compared to last year, so many more people, I think, are stepping out and Mm -hmm. sharing, especially in the introduction day, like on the first day of November. I was really surprised, like pleasantly surprised how many people participated in that. And I thought that was amazing just because I think... You know, I've been saying this, but I do feel like this past year, two, three years have been a renaissance of the Adoptee Voice, and I think you really saw that um, on day one of Nam. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be participating in this. I know that we're going to get into it a little bit more in our next episode, Um, but for now, I think this is a good segue into the interview because we have a really great one. It's a twofer. Uh, We have cousins, Aaron
4: Beals... And Danny Chan
0: on the podcast today. These are two people, two adoptees, uh, who are sharing their stories kind of for the first time. You know, they've been com- coming together as a community and uh, a Facebook group that Aaron had started. Um, but they are going to be sharing with us and sharing with you, our audience, a little bit about how they got to that point. Um, they talk about DNA tests. They talk about how they've connected with Korean culture and what they're really looking forward to. And we talk a lot about bacon. Um, And then we have a good snack portion. about. (laughs) We have a good snack portion, too.
1: Uh, As it should A good
0: eating portion of the John Chi Show. So um, (laughs) without further ado, let's go ahead and
1: roll that interview. All right. Welcome back to the John Chi Show interview portion. We are here with... Aaron Beals and Danny Chan. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. You guys are cousins, right? Correct. Yes. And you are both adopted. Correct. Yes. So that's, that's amazing. I am really looking forward to hearing more of your story and about that connection between that relationship and everything. But uh, um, first off, as we do with all of our shows, we start off um, with just a little bit about your adoption story as much as or little as you want to tell us. Um, so since there's two of you, you guys, um, you know, may know each other's story. Duke or it may, out. Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Rock paper uh, throw punches know, across the Zoom. We'll be the ones that know. Yep. Yeah, we won't know. You guys tell us as much or as little as you'd like. Whoever would like to go first.
3: Um, um well, let me start by just, <laughs> let me start, no, no, let me start by just saying that Danny and I do talk about four times a week on Zoom. Oh, nice. So we do know a lot about each other. So with that um I'll start if that's okay with you Danny just because I yeah, think Danny's ahead. story is a little bit more interesting than mine <laughs> but um <laughs> I will say that uh I was born January 17th and I will say that all of this is true because I have met my family so I was born January 17th uh birth name was Mi Ra Yu so Korean would be Yumi Ra would uh meant spread beauty I was adopted officially on June 6th, June 3rd, uh, 1992. My dad at the time was 28. He was a government official. He worked on the railways. And my mother was 28, and she passed away three days after uh, I was born. And I had a brother at the time who was two years older than me. And so because my mother passed away, my father felt that it was too much work to work and also have an older brother. So he felt that there there was no other option at that point other than just relinquishing. So that really was my story. I felt that, I felt a little bit of kind of why did they keep him and not me? Um, And then I was adopted here. I have mom and a dad. Dad is half Irish, half Italian. Mom is fully Italian. So I grew up very, very in a very Italian um, household. I have a deeply
2: New Jersey, very, very New Jersey, (laughs) Italian household. Not
3: I will say not like the Sopranos at all, though. Um, But I have (laughs) been to a lot of those cool places when I watch the show. So that's pretty awesome. And my I have a brother who also was adopted from Seoul two years older. He lives in Florida now. I grew up In a very nice middle-class area, my parents made sure I had the best of everything. I did grow up in a very predominantly white area, so most of my friends were white. I had a lot of the questions of, why don't you look like your parents? Most of my friends would ask the questions growing up of, you know, do you want to meet your parents? Why are you curious? Everything like that. So a couple years ago, I found a different cousin on Ancestry And so um, I did talk to him for a little bit. And then I talked to a different girl who showed me a picture of just great, great grandparents. And so she said, oh, maybe your grandparent could be in this. And that kind of helped me get out a little bit of the adoption fog because I wasn't that curious growing up, but that kind of helped me find my search a little bit. And because of that, I just decided to actually reach out to Holt. And because of that, my father was found and they did confirm that my mother had passed and they reached out and they sent a letter and my dad responded within a day and had said that he had been thinking about we always and not only had he remarried but I had a younger sister also so they reached back out again. And they wanted to do a zoom through the uh, through the agency. But I'm a person that doesn't like to wait. So I said, if they wanted to, we could zoom ourselves. And the person didn't even know about it. And she found out that we zoomed. And I got to meet them for the first time. So that was the first time and they actually ended up meeting my parents. And they ended up meeting my husband's family who I'm very close to. And I ended up meeting my brother which was a very big deal. And so we still keep in touch, not as much as we used to. We used to keep in touch weekly on Zoom, but we do keep in touch through WhatsApp. So, But before that, though, I did find Danny on Ancestry and 23andMe, and Danny and I found out that we had a close connection and we've kept in touch ever since. So there's a way bigger connection than that, but... So, well, Danny, that's my story.
0: Um, wow, way to Aaron set it <laughs> up as, you have a more interesting story, and I have about a thousand questions
1: after oh, that. Yeah. That was a pretty interesting story. I do, not, yeah. I do not
0: have a more interesting
4: story. <laughs> well, we're going to
0: put you on the spot now, Aaron. <laughs> we're going to get back to you with that's all of okay. these questions that
4: I've just written down. But <laughs> Danny, um, fill us in on, on your story. So I was born May 21st, uh, 1990, and... Uh, when I looked at my paperwork, it didn't even a- actually say like a city. When I Googled it, it's like cheongbuk and it's just like a, a province. And uh, I think I came from like e- is it EWHS or something similar to that. And uh, I think I came around six months after May. And so I was adopted by my parents. Or, uh, my dad's Chinese and my mom's Japanese. So I grew up in an Asian household, which I found out was not very common amongst a lot of cats yeah that's
2: super cool uh, and
4: because and my i have an older brother who was also adopted my korean name is um sang ho lee and you know when me and my brother first found out he he was like oh your name's ho and i'm like well that's freaking great
1: (laughs) (laughs) technically sang ho yeah now that we know
4: more of that right yeah my name's
1: sang too though at least the first part of
4: it there we go (laughs) nice um, but yeah, so I, growing up, I grew up in a predominantly you know, Japanese household as most of the immediate family around was on my mom's side. And I went to an all Japanese church I mean, Um with school wise, just typical California school. Um, there weren't really a lot of Koreans around. There's probably one half Korean kid that I knew, you know, outside of my brother. And, um, and so it's like when I'm growing up and I, you know, think about joining these CAD groups later on, I like don't think of myself really as like Korean because everything is based like Japanese growing up. I mean, these masks by me are Japanese. The whiskey I'm drinking is Japanese. And I just I don't know anything about Korea, which is, is crazy. Um, but yeah, my yeah, um, when I used to tell people that I was adopted, they would laugh and they would think I was joking or lying which was just like, well, because, <laughs> you know, every, there's a lot of, you know, predominantly white people in this area as well. And I just, you know, found that weird. I was just like, well, not lying, but they're like, you literally look like your dad. I was like, well, I guess you're right because <laughs> I kind of do. So, but yeah, no, um, I randomly, you know, got 23andMe and Ancestry and kind of got a little curious, hoping to uh, maybe, f- you know, find my birth parents just to see what they look like. Instead, I got Aaron, which, you know, probably is better. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> She's been a really good cousin and friend it to was me. a real coaster in complain, that one Seth. sentence. You were like, instead,
2: <laughs> I got Aaron. And I was like, oh. And then it was like, can't which complain. actually was a better thing. It was like, okay. Yeah, yeah she, she reached out to me
4: because I used to just, you know, periodically just check and look at, like, the percent um, of how much your DNA matched, and everything was, like, really low. So I was like, well, and then I was like, I'm probably not going to ever see anyone from korea that's gonna do 23 and me but uh you know i didn't know that there's all of these search agencies and whatnot my eyes got you know pretty wide open about all of this information and whatnot and yeah, you know, first, i'm still in fresno at, to this day
3: at first when he said instead i got Aaron. or I, I was like are we gonna have our first fight on the gentry show <laughs> but i was like i was uh, like okay punches. all right this is uh, i was like it's this, this is a good answer okay
2: <laughs> i'll allow it
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Other than that, I've just been recently just trying to learn more about Korean culture and um, and everything. So I mean, definitely not a, a more interesting story at the end of the day. But probably besides the fact that I uh, was adopted by Asian parents, and I, you know, growing up, I thought all Koreans were adopted by Asian parents. So <laughs> I was like, when I found out that most people weren't, I was like, whoa, that's that's crazy. So it's
0: definitely interesting to think about. Um, yeah. So, Aaron, we left off with... You left it as a at a cliffhanger. You said this connection was strong. There was a stronger connection that we might get to later. So I didn't know if you want to touch on that now. Because I want to kind of... I also want to parse the timeline a little bit. Um, Patrick from, really just wants
2: to know who has the most midichlorians in their
0: blood. Oh, I, nobody ever wants <laughs> to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I don't even consider that canon. Anyways. Um, yeah, actually, I do. That's a lie. Uh <laughs> When was it for you that you like what around what time was it that you started to make those inroads into being more interested in your like adoptee identity and also your Asian American identity? I know you said that you had a friend who had done the like the ancestry and then you guys had conversed and uh, she showed you that picture and that kind of triggered that response around when was that uh, initially?
3: So I found another cousin, which Danny knows about. He knows that I—I, I, it's not a secret. Like I, he knows that I cheated on him. There's another and, cousin. Yeah, there's another cousin. Oh, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, so that was around the beginning of COVID, which was March of last year. And I met him online. And then I also have another cousin who I met, and she was the one that showed me the picture. So that's when she said, "This could, this could be." Like, she's like, this is my great, great grandfather, but she is not adopted. So she said this, your." she said, I don't know who, but you, this could be your, your grandfather could be one of the kids in this picture. She said, I would never know who it was or something. And that's when I was really in my head, like, there's a whole side of me or there actually not even a side, there's all of me somewhere. And I don't even really think about it. And people my whole life has, have always been, do you want to meet your parents? Do you want to get to know who you are? And I've always been like, my parents here are my parents, which they always are. But that doesn't mean I always, there's still me somewhere. And so when she showed me that picture, there was this, I'm somebody who's really, really intrusive and nosy. And the fact that I didn't know Danny's nodding like, yes, she is. And the, But the fact that I didn't know who that person was, who that grandfather was, bothered me because it was part of me that I couldn't point out who it was. Like, this is part of, this is my family and I don't know who it is. Whether it's a really, really distant relative, I couldn't point out who it was. And that bothered me because it's it was a part of me. And so it made me realize that like what can i do about this and i said i hold the fate of it and so many of us do and if they choose not to that is compl- that is totally their choice but i can do something about it and i want to know so that's when i was like you know my dad could be sitting in korea he could have passed away but he also could be in korea and if he chose, like, if he really, if the paperwork is true and he really did choose it because he felt there was no other choice, I can make something of that and attempt it. And when the fact that he messaged back with a letter in a day really means something. So that's when I just decided to go for it. But that's why I was like, let me do that. But before that, I also, I don't know if I mentioned this, I had created a CAD group. I have a CAD group of a whole bunch of different cads and we have a Facebook group and a whole connection of people which is actually how even though I met Danny on Ancestry the, my first meeting with Danny wasn't private my first meeting was Danny coming on the group so that was our first meeting and so our first meeting actually was the the week before the shooting in Atlanta and so We were actually very, very happy that we all had each other. So, I mean, in this whole thing, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm sure Danny can vouch for me that it's it's at this point, it's like a family. There's no other way to say it. Um, Just like you all have each other. That's how we are. We all have each other. So, and so throughout our processes, we've all just said how we're going through our birth searches, or if one of us gets a response back that the search didn't work out, we're there for each other. Or in my case, where it did work out, they felt like they were going with it through me. So that was really nice to always have. And for me, it's, I always had Danny with me, which was nice.
1: How many people are in the group and how often do you guys do the Zooms?
3: So we have we have a Facebook group, which has about, at this point, 108 people. And that's a weekly, once-a-week group, but it's only for people who want to Zoom. But some people just participate in the Facebook, like the Facebooking, you know, um, yeah. which is like just talking in the Facebook group. So the once-a-week. What
2: would you call that Facebooking?
3: I don't know what else they to say. They only the, the, participate uh, the chat, in the Facebooking. The, the chat is mean, not chatting.
4: A forum it's, yeah. In the forum it's section. Just, I, I, really I, I had to mute the chat, otherwise I'm gonna get waken up way too early from all <laughs> you, all these East yeah. Coast people. Well,
3: okay, yeah. So that's that's just the chatting that they Facebook chat in the Facebook. But so that's and then there's one formal Facebook Zoom per week. So that's up that's anywhere, that's anywhere from five people to 15 people. But then we have a chat and that's for people who really, really want to be extremely active in it. So that's about 10 to 12 people. So that's the people that we've gotten extremely close with that have been there since the very, very beginning, beginning. And that, we talk like all the time.
4: Talk like your family.
3: If you don't, if you don't look at your phone for a day, Danny, how many messages are there? I'll
4: wake up and there's like you know a hundred. Um, there's like, like there's, there could be like five hundred messages.
3: <laughs> I gotta so, go all work <laughs> because it's about everything. That's it's just like a family group text, but it's a fa- it's a Facebook Messenger. So we've gotten really close, and some of us are even meeting up. And so I'll be seeing Danny at the end of October.
0: Nice. It's always That's nice exciting. to be able to get together in a group. Uh, we just had our first—if you guys have listened to the show—had uh, our first meetup. As listeners of the show will know, uh, and meeting in person for the first time. And it's KJ put it really well about the power of like meeting online and developing and fostering relationships, like you guys have uh, through your through your groups uh, and through your group. And so um, I wanted to pivot to I wanted to take it just a couple steps back. And talk about what led you, Aaron, and then also you, Danny, to start exploring your Korean culture and your Korean heritage specifically. So we have that we have your 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 where you grew up, you know, growing up in a predominantly white community uh, in your transracial household, and then we have going to uh, do a birth search, uh, going through this reunion process, and then also in the midst of that, creating a Korean adoptee group connecting with other adoptees. So Aaron, for you, what was the catalyst to really make you start searching for, or, or, or taking more of an interest in your Korean heritage? Was that something that happened concurrently in like March of last year, or was that happening sooner or earlier than that?
3: My mom will always admit that her biggest regret as a parent, which I really admire her for, was probably that she didn't have us explore our cultures. She had us grow up really, really Italian, which we we love the Italian culture, but she said that that was her biggest regret is that we didn't explore Korean culture at all. She was that if she could go back, that would be her one thing she would redo. So getting right now into the Korean culture and even if I'm bored, sometimes instead of watching a show, I mean, not all the time. Sometimes I watch a show, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I will even just ex- read about Chuncheon, where I'm from. I'll read about the tourism. My husband and I will watch a video about it. I mean, then sometimes we'll watch Netflix, but other times we will. <laughs> other times we'll read about it. Sometimes I'll try to learn different words. It's just some things I feel like I missed. And I feel like that did come when I just I, I do feel like COVID did give me some time to really explore about myself. I really do.
1: Even for your mom to say that she regrets that I think we've since we've talked to so many people uh, on the show that had parents that may have done the opposite and actually push their kids to do more Korean heritage camps or things like that. From, from what I remember, a lot of the, the, the cads are like, yeah, we went to a, a Korean camp or we did this, but they weren't into it. It sometimes was not really their um, interest at the time. So possibly even when, if your mom had tried to push you to do more Korean heritage exploration and you might have not have been interested at the time. So hopefully she doesn't feel too bad about something like that. Cause.
3: Right. And I do give her credit for admitting that. It's not easy for a parent to admit it, so.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And, Danny, I want to pose that same question to you. I know you said that you're newer, a little bit newer to exploring, specifically on the Korean side, that identity. But especially growing up in an Asian-American household uh, with both Chinese, and it sounds like a pretty heavy heavy Japanese influence in culture. Um, What was there, was it being part of the group? that kind of spurred on wanting to search more or was there any deciding or catalyst like incident that was like, okay, I want to definitely dive in a little bit more.
4: Um, my original goal and it all started when I bought the 23 and me and I, The frugalness in me only bought it on Black Friday when it was cheap. Nice. (laughs) um, I didn't even think about that. Same with me. I hear you. Uh, I I originally, you know, my original goal was to, you know, maybe try and find someone who is closely related to me so I could get some medical history because I'm kind of, we're all flying blind here. And then I never expected uh, to develop all these different relationships. And, you know, I think, you know, growing up, I just... All I really wanted was just to see what my birth parents looked like. and um, But I mean, I had a really good childhood. And I just kind of like, I sometimes I won't tell my mom things because I don't know if it feels like, I feel like a little guilty, like I'm like betraying her or something or, or whatever. But I guess she's like fine with it. But that's because kind of like what I felt inside. But yeah, the original goal was just to try to, you know, shake down somebody for some medical history
2: classic why do you feel like you're betraying her um you don't I have really to really love yeah, I, just, I really love my curious. mom
4: i just you know i just don't know how she feels and i just you know maybe feel like you know i just don't want her like maybe she in my head i'm just thinking too much and maybe would think that uh you know you know me trying to find all these birth parents that i would just you know somewhat leave her a bit so but that's just maybe i just think too much in my head
2: no, I America. hear you. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, what generation American are your parents? Uh,
4: my dad would be second generation, and my mom is third generation.
2: Okay, gotcha. So, like, yeah. pretty in it in terms of like. So yeah, my, living in that hybrid I, yeah. culture, and
4: it was mixed. it was it was weird because, um, so my mom adopted me when she was forty, and my dad was forty three. So they were born in, like, 47 and 50. And, you know, after World War II and all of that, there was just a lot of hate between the Japanese and the Chinese. And so I never really saw my Chinese side of the family very much. I still don't to this day. You know, they also are spread out a lot further, whereas the the Japanese side is more in the Central Valley, California. So
2: Yeah, that was actually... um coincidentally going to be kind of related to my next question which was how has your family wrestled with talking about japanese korean history and how that's played into like you being korean and like being raised very japanese and kind of all of that identity reconciliation
4: um for my parents i don't think it was i don't even think they factored that in honestly they both could not have kids so they were just happy to get me and my brother um, yeah other than that mm-hmm. yeah i they were just happy so i was like well i was like you know why did you like choose me and i asked them cuz they would send like pictures or whatever and she said both times like i just got you know first come first served that's what i asked for mm-hmm. i was like oh wow and so they were unsure if they were going to get a second child which was me and cuz i guess if you were actually 40 you could no longer get an actual baby you had to get someone who was older and so Luckily her birthday was in December, so right at the last minute, you know, they got me.
2: Wow. Y'all's stories, I can't like Aaron, I know that you were like, Denny's stories were interesting, but really the, the two of you <laughs> both have such interesting stories because I mean, we've been doing the show for a year and I don't know that I mean, again, it just highlights the wild variety in our stories. Like I don't know that I've heard a story. Um, like either of y'all's. And I have, you know, met and talked with lots of other adoptees, you know, even far and beyond what we've done on the show. And so it's just fascinating to me to to hear your stories and to hear uh, this journey that you've been on. And I love that you've started this CAD group on Facebook so that you can have community and have that, right? It's so, so important. It's a thing that certainly that we've found and a thing that we've been really privileged by is kind of stepping into the broader um Adoptee, especially Korean adoptee, but kind of Asian adoptee uh, and international adoptee uh, community. I'm curious, what have and this is a question for whomever. What's been your experience, or have you taken steps into the broader adoptee community outside of just the Facebook group that y'all started? There
4: was some sort of dinner that uh, got canceled because of COVID. You know, I that I heard through the Facebook group, and um, I know, right? And you know. <laughs> I w- I know, After finding out that it was kind of uncommon that um, for Korean adoptees to be adopted by Asian parents, I just kind of wanted to maybe like meet more people and, you know, kind of get the gist of just being in my little bubble and expanding some things. But, uh, you know. Very happy with uh, the Facebook group I am in now, and I'm probably I probably annoy everybody in the chat since everyone's sleeping, and I'll just send memes or whatever.
0: <laughs> and then you're asleep, and then you're getting
4: yeah, yeah, all the messages. Yeah. No, no I, pu- I I put it on mute so so I won't get woken up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, to. but you like send out a you send out a funny meme and then you have to wait a whole sleep cycle and be like, oh, people liked it, hooray! Oh no, I send they that think right right before I go to sleep. <laughs> or some, or sometimes like, them sometimes like
3: sometimes like now on a Tuesday we call them the informal chats because we just on a Friday if people are whoever's not doesn't have plans will be will ask if anyone wants to talk and then whoever's just you know hanging out we talk. And we're just like, it'll be 11 and some of us will be like, OK, we're going to go to bed. And Danny's like, why? It's so early. And because it's eight o'clock for him. So he's just hanging out and I'm I'm like, I'm going to bed. So he for it's the time difference sometimes that gets to some of us. But for Danny, it's like the sun's still out and he or he or he, for some of us, we're getting ready to go to bed and he's getting ready to go play tennis or or whatever he plays. <laughs> uh, I forget ki- uh, kickball.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm on a kickball league. Nice. (laughs) Kickball. Uh, Kickball. uh, He's
3: getting dressed to go out, though, and we're getting in (laughs) bed, is our point. So that's our other thing. But
1: have you ever, uh, in your group, have you ever discussed um, doing like an in person meeting with everybody? And I mean, you guys said you're meeting soon, correct? But what about the other people in the group?
3: uh, Yes. So there's about uh so other people were invited but there's about what eight or nine of us going uh okay. getting together in October
1: Okay. Where is that going to be? You guys are out in New Jersey or Yeah, Nathan wants to crash it.
3: Uh uh, you're no. invited. It's it's at my, it's at it's at my house. The hesitation uh, was
1: real. She's like, no, I was yeah. just curious She's how many group, of the people though. in the group are East Coast. Are they well, spread out all over the country? It was going.
3: Or? People were. We were going to meet at that dinner, but mm, we're going yeah. to my house instead, just for more because to do free stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's around here.
2: I, like it. I do love free stuff. Yeah, I also yeah. love the free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay, so this is just, I guess away from that but kind of related to um adoption and and especially just like knowing things right or not knowing things um Aaron, danny what is something that you are really excited about or like to learn about uh with regards to korea in regards to um your uh what's the word heritage i guess that's the one
4: um well i feel like i you know Growing up in a non-Korean household, I feel like I really missed out on what everyone in Korea grew up with, like the nursery rhymes and, you know, what kind of, like, maybe those kids played the little squid game <laughs> growing up. No uh, spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> I won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, it's just, yeah, it's <laughs> just, the just the whole, like, culture and, like, the nursery rhymes and... Like mannerisms, do's and don'ts. I just feel like I, I'm just, I don't know anything about, you know, who, who I or my heritage at all. So that, uh, that's definitely sparked my curiosity.
2: So really, starting with like elementary level, like let's do colors.
4: Yeah, or well, it's just like, well, it's just like you know, common things that Korean adults would would all you know know and have in common because they all grew up you know hearing the same stories doing the same type of activities like, you know, here, like, uh, in Fresno growing up, everybody played, you know, T-ball, you know, from like four to six, everybody did the, was on all the different soccer leagues and, and whatnot. And so it's like, well, I don't know, you know, what it was like for anyone, you know, growing up in Korea like that. And I would, you know, I, I want to know that, but it's also sad knowing what I missed out on, you know,
0: What's something that you've already, what's something that you've learned so far uh, in your exploration that you, that's really stuck out to you?
3: I know Danny's answer. Like <laughs> even if he true. doesn't say this, I don't really have really good. I don't have my I don't have my own answer, but I know Danny's answer the if listener he doesn't home, say Aaron it. Aaron
0: just went real close to the camera and goes. <laughs> I know Danny's answer. Got <laughs> even real, close real close in to the
3: camera. I told I you this. I'm in, I told you I'm intrusive. I said <laughs> I don't <laughs> even if he She's
0: doesn't come do through your zoom window. <laughs> that is oh, true. Yeah. Don't even don't. if
3: even if he doesn't say it, I will say it. So yeah. I, well, well he like- can say it.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah. They're Wait, what right. do you say think? What do you think my answer is? Go. Perfect. Yes, that's all I was going to. be my <laughs> oh, question. What he you can What do you think it is?
3: He can cook oh, yeah. like oh, no other. It is
4: food. It is food. <laughs> he can <laughs> cook. Yeah, she got me. You know me ice. well.
3: I'm just saying. At the Chan can cook Instagram. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm amateur nice. hour. It's okay.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's awesome. What's your favorite thing to cook?
4: Uh, right now, uh, my what everyone loves is uh bacon fried rice. Mm. I've I've altered the recipe now to be more healthier, but the original one um had way more bacon and zero <laughs> vegetables.
2: <laughs> uh, so you've destroyed I made it healthier had the original way more bacon. <laughs> uh, the original yeah. was great, and I have destroyed it in the name of health. <laughs> um, it,
4: mm. I I do work for a oh, I do work for a uh spices manufacturer, so it it does help with what I want to okay. cook. So I'll just go okay. get some samples. <laughs>
0: Dude, these bulgogi style spare ribs look real good. <laughs>
4: so
1: I, uh, I found, I, I found. Yeah, I Patrick s- is already on. <laughs> Danny's have, Instagram. Yeah, that I was probably the only pretty there thing I
4: made. I did, I did get some some uh, some supplies earlier this week. Uh, I, I want to make the the like the pancake. Mm. Oh, um, we're just
1: talking about that. The hotok,
4: hotok, yeah, hotok yeah. or
1: the uh, kimchi pancake.
4: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna make kimchi and then use that in there to make like the seafood pancake. Okay. Oh
2: yeah. I guess, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what that one's called in Korean, but that's delicious. Italian pancake, that's what I call it. Yeah, and so well, originally at
4: the store the one Korean store in Fresno that I went to, the the old man at the register, I was like, Hey, like you know, because they make it there fresh and I asked him, I was like, What's in here? And he just like laughed at me and he wouldn't tell me. And so, like, weeks later, which I went earlier this week, um, like, they had ran out. And they were like, oh, they're supposed to make it on this day. And so, uh, there was a kitchen in the back, which I didn't even know. And, you know, well, obviously, because they had to make it there. And I, like, knocked. And this, you know, this old lady came out. I'm like, "Hey, are you going to make any more of these pancakes? She said no, because I only showed up, like, 20 minutes before closing. And so, I was like, well, what flour did you, like, use to make this? And then she was like, well, oh, I use this, use this, use this. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I pull up my phone. I open notes, and I was like, "Okay, go." <laughs> <laughs> so I know what she did now, and so I'm gonna. You got uh, the
0: recipe. Yeah, nice.
4: I just needed all the ingredients of what she used, and then I'm just gonna Google everybody's uh, methods of making it to figure out how to do it.
0: Are you gonna add bacon to it? <laughs> so Ooh, on his maybe, Instagram bio is, maybe. "I am the Bacon King." So oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's, it's,
4: it's gone. It's gone more towards healthier items now. But uh, no, I uh, yeah, I like. I think I deep fried uh, I I like uh, deep fried bacon wrapped pork belly and bacon grease and it was by far the most amazing thing ever made. What? That sounds hey, great. Sorry Aaron, I'm not uh, coming no to bacon your bacon house anymore. I'm actually
1: going to Danny's house. So I did, I
4: did feel a year like I just shaved off my life but it was, I don't have to say it was <laughs> worth it.
2: Danny is basically the exhibit meme. He's like yo I heard you like bacon so I put bacon, at Friday at bacon and fried and bacon. Danny, I had a bacon party at my house one time
1: and invited everybody over to do a bacon pot luck. Everyone brought A different dish, and then we raided the dishes and gave away bacon prizes.
4: That is an amazing. (laughs) I'm gonna do that. He's mad. He's like, (laughs) You didn't invite the bacon king? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bro.
1: (laughs) We could have been friends if I had lived in Fresno, (laughs) for sure.
4: It wasn't, it wasn't, drive's not far from LA. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wow, that sounds
2: great. Okay, so Aaron, what about you? What's what's a bit of Korean culture or exploring your identity that you're most excited about right now?
3: That I'm excited about. Probably, I'm not a great cook. So it would probably be just to explore the food more because I'm not as I'm not a cook like Danny is. So it'd probably be just to learn, learn more about the food. And also, I'm not big into clothes, but I really like to see the the just the Korean fashion. I think the fashion there is beautiful. And I think that I missed out on that a lot. Just seeing all the beautiful, just the, just the beautiful, all the beautiful outfits are like my family there sends me pictures all the time. And I'm just like the handbox are beautiful and everything that they have there. They said, for some reason, my umma there, she just always says she wants to buy all, me and William, who's my husband handbox. And she wants to take a big family picture and cook a whole bunch of Korean food. I guess this is a big thing when there's a, when there's visitors, so she really that's her big thing is buying handboks because I she wants to get a handbok there in Korea for me because she wants to get a big nice authentic one
2: the reason and- is tradition that's just like classic family Class- photo everybody wears a handbook. and so it's just like that's just such an easy visual powerful way to claim you again as family which I think is really beautiful for so- in said- our instance you wear it inside H Mart but that was yeah <laughs>
1: They might give us a discount. They didn't give us a discount.
0: They
2: didn't give (laughs) it. They just stared at us. They just just stared at us and was like, "Why are you guys in here in (laughs) Humboldt? we
0: were out of our minds.
2: Yeah, the H Mart in LA was like way more diverse than I was expecting, and so I was like, "Nobody's going to understand this." (laughs) Why is there a filming crew following you? Too. There was one person. (laughs) It was.
3: Wait, you wore them in H
2: Yeah, we really did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, is that the one where you
4: have to go down like the escalator uh-huh, to get in there? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: yeah I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, and you got stairs?
4: We did. Oh, no, nah, it was
1: fine. But good, there stairs. Were good stairs. Some of them I were, I th- think, good stairs.
3: Oh, okay. I, mean, I would have thought that was yeah. cool.
1: I think a lot of people thought it was neat, Yeah, they were like, "I had a good time." It was just extremely hot. It was pretty hot. It was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you'll not only uh, have to get one from from them, but you'll have to, uh, you know, after the adoption and everything, you'll have to get some for uh, for your new baby. So <laughs> that'd be cool. But, All
2: awesome. right. Well, Did you guys talk about H Mart. Yeah, uh, made me think about food. Also, it's like after dinner time, and I haven't eaten yet. In Central, so <laughs> let's take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna jump in with a snack um, that I'm gonna find out during the break. And then, <laughs> yeah. Surprise. So. Roll it. Yep. Take us out. Okay. We're rolling back in. Ready? Roll it back in. Hello, everyone. We are back. Um, and remember how I said that I was going to figure out what, what we were eating during the break? Well, the answer is no one knows because we all have different <laughs> stuff. We're eating so everything. That's really fun. That's yeah, it's a proper, eating. this is like a BYO. This is like a potluck that nobody snack. can share. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, it's all in Korean. So we don't even really know. I'm just fur- furiously Googling what I'm trying to eat. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> am. Eating uh, injolmi snack. Oh, snack! Injolmi snack, uh, which is a variety of tok or Korean rice cake, made by steaming and pounding glutinous rice flour, which is shaped into small pieces and usually covered with steamed powdered dried beans or other ingredients. That's from Wikipedia, and <laughs> TBH, not super looking forward to it after reading that. But uh, it looks good. <laughs> That's so, rice. Yeah, it's like a rice. I don't know. I looks- don't know how I feel about rice cakes. If I'm being oh, honest, really? so. Yeah, who's up next? What, Ex- well, who, explain what it looks like. I mean, for, from what I can see, it looks
1: like a little uh, checks Mix almost.
2: It looks like checks Mix
1: without the, the, the lattice weave. Work.
2: The woven weave, yeah. right? So, yeah. Huh. All right. Aaron, you're also eating a rice cake of some sort, right?
3: I am. It is circular. It is called okay. Pine Yi which is an organic pine tree shoot rice chip, and it's a K-snack. Oh.
1: Okay. That sounds good, too. Just plain flavor? No, nothing uh, I believe no it's, salt
3: or I anything? believe it's plain flavor. They said it, it had a little bit of cinnamon on it.
2: I mean, that looks like a straight-up Quaker Oats. It does. It, yeah, it, it
3: does. So.
2: But It's what Americans, white Americans, would think of as rice cakes. Did yes. you, when you guys used to eat rice cakes did you put peanut butter on them? I never used to eat rice cakes. And really? Sarah eats them now occasionally. I'm I, like, How do you put those down? I they,
3: peanut butter it but for she, sure. You she peanut put butter stuff it on okay. It. Yeah. Yes. That's what well, I
2: did. Yeah, yeah. But I just I just. Well, ate I also and regretted much. not having you water. Just... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is intense. All right, Danny, uh what are you eating?
4: Um, i my eating um the only thing in English it says barley sesame hard it looks like a miniature domino
2: barley uh, sesame hardtack so you're uh, a third... sailor from the 1600s Yeah <laughs>
4: uh, um it's funny because there's you know all the label is in it's uh printed on there in Korean but then somebody it looks like somebody slapped a uh, a sticker for the nutritional effects in English and they just said Korean baked biscuit
2: Mhm
4: says it was so... made in Korea so
1: Hardtack is the word that I was curious about because I saw that as well, and it, I li- just looked it up. It says uh, dungbang was introduced to Korea during wartime to provide sustenance to soldiers in a convenient manner.
2: Yeah, hardtack is like a classic military food. Yeah, so it's like dried bread,
1: essentially, is what it's saying. Is
2: that no, it's like there? dried flour.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so. I can, yeah, I can taste the sesame in it. Mm. Oh,
1: okay. So sesame, barley, hard. Plain cracker, essentially, is would, what it is. I would
4: probably dip this in, in hummus if I had hummus.
1: Okay. Oh, I think Patrick found some cookies. Yeah, Patrick's still trying to figure out what he's that, to. I do have we, that gave him, we gave him the
2: option, and his eyes got so it's wide. That's true. So he's like a kid. <laughs> we said, <laughs> <used to laughs> eat <laughs> whatever, and
1: he's like, ooh. Well, he just I regret
0: into a my choice immediately what? for the minimal amount of information that is on the internet about, the, about this snack. <laughs> so I'm eating, they're called CW, a Coopler. A coupler.
2: A I don't know. A couplet? Maybe. <laughs> I don't European know,
0: man. premium cookies. And so there's a number of Hangul items written all over this box. Um it does say product of Korea, but the the <laughs> then only he throws it over his shoulder. The most detailed Forget this, anything that I could find about this item came from a place called Shopee with two E's and not a Y. And 1p.com. And all it has is that it says, Strawberry cream and original cream are sanded in between thin cookies to create a perfect blend of taste! exclamation point. Then it lists the ingredients, and it says, Originated from South Korea, hashtag CW. That is hashtag the most de- detailed <clears throat> description of this uh, that I could find. And I could not find of any other information. The
2: Flash, Arrow... Vampire Diaries, and now this premium European cookie. It looks
1: like it's got strawberry in it.
2: If there's two, so there's, so full disclosure,
0: there were multiples of these in this box, and I have already tried <laughs> them prior to the show. But there are two separate <laughs> wafer goes. sandwiches. Very oh, okay. thin. Interesting. Very thin. Razor thin. Uh, they do have filling. One is strawberry, and one is original cream. Vanilla, I guess. Okay, um, they're pretty good, but no. Literally, there's no info. If you can find information, uh, listeners of the show, if you can find information on this, please
1: send it to me.
2: <laughs> he doesn't know what he's eating. Yeah, Patrick doesn't know how to Google things. <laughs>
1: oh, you Google it. honestly oh, you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm just snacking on my snack. It's another good. rice cracker by Nongshim called oh, Cho Chung Yu Rice Snack. I don't know. It looks good. It looks like it looks like uh, Cheetos, but it's being dripped with honey.
2: Oh, oh, I think I had that at one point. I don't know what happened. To That's what the corn, the corn cheese. is. Looks like Cheetos. It look, yeah, but it. I don't uh, know if it's like the corn did Not cheese. get high ratings when we yeah, ate that.
1: it did not. So I'm I'm a little hesitant, but uh, what I can find is it says it's a rice snack. It says it's a dessert uh, on the, the site, so it's got rice, wheat, palm oil, glucose, sesame. I don't know. It's funny because it shows honey being dripped on it, but honey is not an ingredient.
2: Maybe it's uh, sesame oil.
1: Maybe it's sesame oil. Good point. Good point. Is sesame yeah, oil an ingredient? It doesn't know sesame love, is.
2: Uh, Close Yep. Okay.
4: So,
1: oh man, that looks really weird. This it looks,
4: looks like better than the corn shorted Cheeto. cheeto. <laughs> it, it, it looks
1: like it looks like a Cheeto, but it's like kind of ripply, and it has like little pieces of sesame. in It It looks
3: like a Cheeto that's been sitting out in the sun for like Ugh, too long. Yeah. Not and to it be got, ages, but it, it looks dried like a very out. Cheeto, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you guys aren't making me want to try this, but okay, we'll try it.
4: It's
1: very crunchy. I can hear
4: these uh, <laughs> tack crackers are they're really hard. It's it really makes hard. That's why you said that. They're if I military. ate too many
1: of these, I think the roof <laughs> of my mouth would be bleeding.
4: Oh well, yeah, <laughs> it makes but, sense you said they're military because I dropped my phone on this bag earlier and none of them cracked. None of them cracked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can also be used as shims. Hilarious. <laughs>
4: Absolutely.
1: If somebody hilarious.
3: came into your house, you have that bag.
1: You can throw you
0: it at just them.
3: Throw it. <laughs>
0: Block the punch. Mm-hmm. Knock people out with one. One hard cracker. All
1: right. I like these.
2: Other than the the extreme crispiness, I'd say it's pretty good. Does it have a strong sesame flavor or anything flavor? Yeah, it definitely has the sesame,
1: the rice flavor. I want to say the oil kind of stands out too. It almost, I mean, it tastes like it was like deep fried kind of a thing. Um, And a little toasty to it as well. It must be part of the sesame. But yeah, I, I would eat these again. I'm still many, confused about the many, photo, though.
0: How many dried Cheetos
1: would you give it out of five? Give it, give it four, four out of five. Four out of four
2: five, out five dried
1: Cheetos. Okay, yeah. Cheetos. What would bump um, it up for you? If it was less crispy, maybe I don't know. Maybe <laughs> some,
3: it has some the moisture. right amount of
1: it has the right amount of flavor to it. But I really think I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt my <laughs> yeah. my mouth. Yeah,
3: some honey. Maybe I should go
1: dip it in honey. It says honey huh? sold separately. I I just looked it up. <laughs> Got him.
2: Got him with that one. I don't think you did. <laughs> I did. All right. I'm laughing. Aaron, uh, what do you? How many Quaker Oats do you give your rice cakes? <laughs> All right, out uh, of five.
3: <laughs> oh, probably a one.
2: I mean, I've seen you they're continue just, to eat them, but they're just not, because a, they're not like, a big
3: fan. They're here. So <laughs> of course I, I they am. Technically I totally get that. Exist.
2: I
0: totally get that. Totally get that. Yep.
3: If they were not here, I would not eat them. So I will after this one, I will probably put them away. We all have been there. If you're at your desk, you're gonna eat something.
1: Mm-hmm. Is yours low you know calorie? What? Oh Is it
3: they're, they're when they're playing.
1: Yeah, they're usually pretty There's low, right?
3: Zero of nothing. Was, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm eating eat air. Bag. I'm eating air right now. Crunchy
1: air. Mine's 150. That's,
3: I was thinking when you said strawberry, Patrick, <laughs> you could put you could put jam on this too. Oh, there you go. Peanut yeah. butter or jam or something.
2: You just got jammed. Just got jammed. All right, Danny. How's your hardtack? How's your hardtacks?
4: <laughs> um, you- if I had hummus, it'd be really good. Ah. They kind of they kind of taste like a. Like uh, one of those uh, round Ritz crackers, but with like sesame. Okay,
1: interesting.
4: That is interesting.
1: You're almost selling that's, it. That's like I mean. not like, at I all. What try, I, I almost want to try it now. Uh, yeah, there
2: are. It looks like there
4: are, like there are like black sesame seeds, you know, mm. baked into it.
2: Oh. Well, they got to be black, Danny?
3: Will you will you eat will you eat <laughs> them know, while you're wa- Will you eat them while you're watching TV?
4: Uh, I feel like it's really loud, so I won't be able to hear anything, so oh, probably yeah. not. Nice, Unless
3: it's a foreign film. In which You case think that
4: one's loud? Ones Here, me ch- let me
1: chomp on one of mine again.
4: <laughs> I moved my mic away from my mouth so you wouldn't hear it.
3: <laughs> that is so caring. I didn't.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm
0: actually leaning in to, uh...
3: Yeah, that's what mine I did, too. not have a
0: crunch, so I couldn't make a sound with
2: it no. if I wanted to. All right, I... um, how many old-timey sailors out of five do you give your hard tech? tiny sailors
4: because um, it's a sesame in it I'd probably give it like a three and a half all right. definitely five Wait, out of is five, this five for is a sesame a good thing
2: or a bad yeah, thing yeah, for it,
4: it, otherwise it would just taste like nothing but oh, yeah.
2: okay. <laughs> durability
4: nothing. I'll give it a five out of five durability <laughs> it's not like a bag of chips <laughs> where if you drop it they're all gonna break
1: are these gone now <laughs> And the attack defense rating is at least a five out of five as well.
0: <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's yeah. easily a decent Defense word. and yeah, offense. Same exactly. Time. <laughs> Rated for three foot cell phone drops. <clears throat> right on the right. bag. It could be used as a,
4: a shield or,
0: <laughs> or to pop somebody's tires like a spike strip
2: on the road. Sarah, how <laughs> do you feel about this? Enjoy me.
3: I like the crunch. It doesn't have that much flavor, though. But I think I'm okay with that. It doesn't have much flavor. It kind of tastes like honey. I guess.
0: I think these are delicious. There's how disembodied many, voice made me laugh real hard. know. How many <laughs> I know, it's just snacks
2: sudden. do you give it out of five? I give it four. Four. Okay. More
3: flavor. Wow.
2: So it's not flavorful enough to get to garner a five from Mrs. Ralke. Um, but it I, is enough
0: to be a four. Yeah,
2: yeah, I would also give it a four. Um, they're really good, and we've pretty much demolished this whole bag. Uh yeah, there's only a couple left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, how sweet is it? It's really it's like a sweetness that builds. So it like uh, it doesn't strike you immediately, but like as you eat them, you're like, oh yeah, I can really like so it's, I don't know, it's nice. Um they're kind of like cheese puffs, but not cheesy. They're a different, like kind of yeah, like a honey flavor, which I think is good. So yeah. Well, that's that what I give good. it. Patty McArmstrong, take us home.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna give my uh a coupler or european premium cookies originated from korea a good old five out of five
3: we'll five because
0: they taste great they're super light but they taste really good also giving it a five for presentation i don't know if you can see this oh yeah oh, delicious. they stamped delicious. It say it delicious, delicious on it on both <laughs> sides of the cookie that's advertising you don't, for
3: you don't even <laughs> have to know how it is it yeah, just I don't tells even have to eat you this.
0: It's ah. just already delicious, and I'm giving it yeah, a five it wasn't for delicious? the mystery for the for the lack of information on what it is that I'm eating. <laughs> it's got all the ingredients, so I know all the stuff I need to know. But the fact that it's shrouded in mystery on the internet makes me like
2: it even more. Five I out of five.
3: I love when food tells me stuff <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> me too. Just, I love the story. I love. The, I've so Did you love like exactly. Laffy Taffy and Snapple?
3: Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> told me things, and yeah. like I told me, it's delicious. I don't even have to wonder. It just told me it was delicious.
0: This makes me want to go on a journey to find where these actually originated from. I'm going to go to the place that they're making these because it seems like they've been making them for a long time. Mm. And I want to know how long it's been stamped with delicious because that's a question that is burning into my pockets. Why are you
2: putting your cookies in your pockets? Because
0: that's where my brain reaches. It's so large.
2: Interesting. All right. Well, on that note, Aaron, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you, hearing your stories, getting to know you more, would you plug anything you want to plug, including but not a bit limited to, your Facebook group and your personal social handles so that people can find you and say, hey, you were really great.
3: Did you say give uh, it to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. You don't okay. have to if you don't
2: want uh, Shout them out. Oh, if yeah. it's a private if, wanna, if it's if a like, private I'm a Facebook. private oh, person, oh, you yeah. can just say, yeah, you yeah. can find me on Redacted yep. at Redacted.
3: Yes, you could find my Facebook at Erin Beals. My Instagram is Aaron Beals. I believe it's, <sighs> wow, Aaron Beals11919. And our CAD group is CAD Zoom Friends. And, and Zoom. yep. And please join to come Zoom with some friends.
2: Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Wait, are non-CADs welcome in that group?
3: Right now, it is Korean adoptees.
2: Yeah, so get out of here if you're not a CAD. CADs (laughs) only. We're trying to build a safe space, and you're not welcome here because you're unsafe. JK, I mean, you're probably fine, but Uh, safe spaces. All right. Danny, what about you, man?
4: Uh, You can find me on Instagram. I am the Chan Can Cook. Like, Yan Can Cook, but I changed it. That's the (laughs) Chan Can Cook. Uh, don't try to Facebook me because if you Google my name, just some famous Chinese singer pops up. So I don't have requests. Facebook
0: anymore, so
4: I can't even look.
2: Okay. And my MySpace No I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me my blog on Zenga at
3: He was hoping MySpace would come back the day uh, that Facebook that went a, down.
2: <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I do miss top eight, I will say that. Oh my I was just thinking, I'm
0: like, you better put us on your top eight, bro. <laughs> Yep, for a whole
2: week after our episode drops. The top eight right. was
0: one of the most traumatic things that I've ever experienced. Dude,
2: Dude, that we'll we'll get into true.
0: that. And, uh, we'll get into that on a solo Says episode. Says the
2: adoptee. <laughs> we'll hey, that I that know we've been, <laughs> stuff, but, uh, <laughs> we've, we've been been through some stuff, but let me tell you a lot. Dude, that
0: was... Fra- we'll we'll <laughs> get into it. It's right. just when you, when you wake, wake up the box. next day and you've been removed from someone. Oh, that thing. was... Out. <laughs> Bringing it back up for me. That
4: was That was a trigger warning for all of you. Very Life-based tough. Trauma. That's some real drama,
2: right if there. If you want to
3: have us back just to talk about that, I will come back
2: <laughs> because that was that
3: was a hard middle school life. So, yeah.
2: uh, nope. or high school or college, we're not. Or, ages yeah. Here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That's any true. any
3: age you were that that was tough. It didn't matter
2: how old you were. That was a rough time. That was a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, we will,
3: we'll come back to talk about that another time if you would like. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Or if you're like, no, but I want to talk about it right now. Then you can jump into our Facebook group, uh, competitor and rival to the Cad Zoom friends group. <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> okay, it's all. not, it's not, it's not, not a rival. But uh, you can join our Facebook group, the John Show after party, to come and hang out with us uh, and do all the Facebooking that you want. You can send us an email to johnchi show just like media.com uh, or you can tweet at us slash gram us slash whatever us at John Show on all the other social platforms. And if you want to talk to any of us personally, um, you can find me at KJ Rilke, wherever I want to be found on the internet.
0: You can find me at Patrick in the World on Instagram and at Patrick in the World on Twitter because I changed my handle and it's Patrick in the World with no vowels. Patrick, I forgot what the I forgot what the letters are called. <laughs> You're ridiculous.
2: It's okay. Patrick in the World, but with no Patrick. vowels, so it's just in the world. Oh yeah! You can okay, find me at Bleeding <laughs> Gums. That, that, the roof of my
1: mouth is bleeding. <laughs> dot com. dot
2: com Why is it a dot com? A <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> and Noach on uh, Instagram, and of course Nathan Noach on Facebook.
2: Cool. Um, <laughs> and that is it for our show. Danny, Aaron, thank you again so much for hanging out with yeah, us. Thank you so much for sharing. For yeah, thank your, you, you for us. having us. Your story for the John Cheese Gluey. Um oh, yeah. yeah and, and our Annie. first,
1: I guess, cads who have met on Ancestry.com and connected. We have not had to. Uh, oh, yeah. it's
2: a number of firsts. Yeah. All right. So oh, really? Yeah. We're ah. first.
3: Nice. Hooray. Yeah. Um,
2: thank you, everyone, for Check. listening. We will see you next week. Until hey. then, John Heyo Bye. That was probably really loud. Now you were good. All right. Your Bye. Bye.